thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Father's Day. Well, that got here quick. Amen. Wow. Hey, get your word. We're going to jump in real quick. Uh, if I told you how many verses this chapter had, it would mess you up. I'm not going to do them all. I promise you there's 72 verses. Okay? Not doing 72. Okay? But I want you to go to Psalm 78. Psalm 78. I have had this text picked for about 14 months for Father's Day. I had it before last year's Father's Day. It just wasn't a time. Uh, but I want you to follow with me. We're going to read just the first eight verses. Of this, of this psalm. And boy, it is packed full of stuff. Psalm 78, verse 1. Here we go. Oh, my people. Hear my teaching. Listen to my words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter hidden things, things from of old. What we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children. Will we tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, His power and the wonders He has done? He decreed statutes for Jacob and established a law in Israel, which He commands our forefathers to teach their children. So the next generation would, not, would know them, even the children yet to be born. And they, in turn, would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget His deeds, but would keep His commands. And they would, be, they would not be like their forefathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation whose hearts are not loyal to God and whose spirits were not faithful to Him. I'm sorry I don't have Band-Aids today. <laughs> That's some heavy word right there. I want to do something. Where's my stool? If you are a lady in the room or a young lady, I give you permission as your pastor to play some video games on your phone, text your father who's not here and tell him happy Father's Day, maybe work on your calendar for next week, grocery list, things you forgot to store. But you don't necessarily have to listen. You say, well, I never heard a pastor tell people not to listen. If you're a female, I don't necessarily need you to listen. Me and my buddies, my cohorts, my dads, my fathers, I'm just going to pull up a little stool, and we're just going to talk. Is that okay? A lot of pastors don't do that. I don't want you to freak out or anything. But, hey, I'm a dad. I'm a husband. And I don't have it all figured out either. And so what I want to do is... I just want to talk to dads. So, ladies, you're welcome to listen. I love you to death, but you don't have to, okay? Uh, just nudge your husband every once in a while, make sure he's listening, okay? So, dads, get your word, get a pen, lick it, and here we go, okay? Y'all look at me like, that guy's crazy. I am. That's okay, though, all right? But I'm saved. And if you're crazy, at least be saved, amen? So, listen to me. Psalm 78, we're just going to walk through it. So dads, get your pens ready, uh, and we're going to break all this stuff down and unpack it for you. So I want to look first at verse 3, okay? Here's what I want you to write down 
on your notes for verse 3. This is not a go ask your mom time. Can I, can I just get a witness on that? Listen to me. This is not, hey, I, I don't know. Go ask your mom. That is not this text, okay? You, you, in verse 3, he specifically says fathers. Anybody else got something different than fathers? Does yours say mothers? Mine does not say mother. Doesn't even say mom, okay? It says fathers, okay? So this is not one of those, I, I don't know, just go ask your mom. Just go ask your mom, all right? This is not a go ask your mom moment, okay? So first, make sure we understand this is not a go ask your mom moment here, okay? So look at verse 4. So what do we do here, dads? This is us, okay? Here's what we've got to do, okay? We, I, we, when I say we, it's me too. We do a great job of teaching how to change oil, how to put gas in a car, how to check air and tires, how to fish, how to hunt, how to throw a fastball, slider, curve, change up, you know, circle change, doesn't matter, okay? Basketball, football, we, we can teach everything. And God's like, man, that is great way to teach, woo! But he never, ever in his word commanded teach fly fishing. He never in his word teach, it, it commanded oil change. Never. You won't find it. Go into all generations and teach oil changes. That's not in the Bible. It's a good thing to teach your kids, but it's just not commanded. But here's what is commanded. And I'm going to tell you, friends, I know you see it as well as I see it. And we'll get there in just a little bit. But we have missed it. And we're swimming in America because we missed it. Oh, yeah. We can come up with the latest and greatest gadget. It can be faster we're going to have a phone one day that does surgery. That's scary, but we probably will. We're going to have a phone one day that we pull up to the gas station and tell how much we need, and that thing just starts pumping outside our car while we sit inside and look at Facebook, okay? Now, that's all neat and everything, but he never commanded any of that stuff. Never. Never. And, and as much as it's awesome what we teach our children there's only one thing that he really commanded us to do, and that is to teach this, okay? I want you to walk with me through this. Verse 4 says this, we will not hide them from their children. We will tell the next generation. So what are we telling them? The praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he is done. Mm. Nowhere in there does it say anything else, does it? Uh, let me ask you this. How many of you, like me, Dad, this is what we talk about? This is what we talk about with our kids? Son, let me, let me tell you something what God did today in my life. I was driving through Oklahoma. I didn't want to go on that trip. But I did this, God did this, God said this, God spoke this to me. 
wow, Dad, that's cool. Now, you may not get that reaction if they're 16. You may get, all right, that's fine. That's a huge sentence when you're 16 from a guy. That's massive, okay? Huge, okay? <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't tell them we're struggling, do we? You ever tell your son you're struggling? Son, let me tell you something. Dad's struggling right now. I want you to pray for me. I don't know what God's trying to teach me. I don't know what God's trying to show me. I don't know what. I'm missing it, man, but I, I want you to pray for me because I, I know I'm older, man, but I, I don't have it all together, dude. Will you pray for your dad? Yeah. We don't do that, do we? We don't do that. So when our kids grow up and they get about 17 or 18 and they start struggling with stuff, man, when this world doesn't make sense, when right becomes wrong and wrong becomes right, and they're like, what? You know what? They don't ask. They don't come to you and say, hey, Dad, what's, I un, what, what's God? I don't know what God's trying to show me here. You know why they don't do that? Because we don't do that. We don't do that. We don't do it. So we're not, we don't do it, so they don't do it. So their kids don't do it because they don't do it. We don't talk about the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, so our kids don't talk about praiseworthy deeds of the Lord sometimes. You see what I mean? Do we talk about his power? Do we talk about his wonder? Do we talk about that? Now, I'm not trying to make you feel bad on Father's Day. I'm making myself feel just as bad if I'm doing that. I'm just saying this is what we're commanded to share, but we're not doing it. And I want you to look at verse... uh, Mm. Well, jump to, jump to the six because I want you to underline the word. So it, here's the praiseworthy deeds, his power, his wonders. This is what we're supposed to share, not supposed to hide it from him, but share it to him. Look at verse six. So the next generation would know them. Watch this. Even the children yet to be born. That's your grandkids. That's your grandkids. You see, I want to be able to tell Brett and Natalie the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, the power of God and the wonders of God, so that someday when they have children, that little dude hops up in my lap and tells granddad the wonders of God. Boy, that's some sweet stuff when they do that. That's sweet. That's about as sweet as thank you. That's never that very often either. But that, that's some sweet stuff. Now, here's what happens. Look at verse 6. The children yet to be born... And they, in turn, would tell their children. <laughs> Woo! Underline, in turn. Underline, in turn. Here's what that means. Hey, Jeff, your turn. Man up. Your turn. I, my, I thought my dad was going to tell my grandkids. Nope. That's out of order, dude. That's out of order. My, well, you know, granddad talking to grandkids that's special man they they ought to get that from the granddad that's a neat moment take them fishing take them out there tell them about the wonders of not now it's out of order no it's your turn oh my turn yeah i don't know how to do that i would not have given you the name father if you couldn't do it that's what he's saying i wouldn't give you the name father if you couldn't do it 
If you're called dad, if you're called father, you can do it. He said, man, it, it, won't look, it won't sound too good. It won't even make any sense. It don't have to make sense, okay? They don't make sense all the time. I love them to death, but they don't make sentences that make sense all the time either, okay? Just talk about the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord. Because why? It's your turn. It's your turn. You can't give that baton to anybody else. I'm going to tell you something. America, <laughs> what you're seeing is not a White House problem. I don't mean to be political here. Ain't a Democrat-Republican problem. Ain't the Senate, the Congress, ain't, ain't your mailman, ain't nothing. We can't skip a turn. We cannot skip a turn. If you skip a turn, you can't get that generation back you can't you can't go do it again you can't you can't rewind history and wish because now you know what you know you'd have done that differently you can't you can't they're given to us as a gift from god we get a little short window to invest in them the things of God. It's our turn, my turn. And then they're gone, and they have children, the next generation, my grandchildren. It's really cool that granddads step in and do that. And it's awesome. And, and they still turn out to be incredible, but there's only one problem. It's out of order. I mean, can I just confess that my dad missed his turn? Coaches did it. How many guys in here say that? Coaches impact you like that? Coaches, coaches took my dad's turn. I love my dad. My dad loves me. He wishes he could turn it back and do it. My dad taught me a lot of great things, but he never, ever told me the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and his wonders. Because my dad wasn't saved till I was in college. I was in college. Just about ready to get out and start my family and get to that generation. Guys, I love you, but it's our turn. We have to do it. We have to do it. I want to keep going. I know it's heavy. I love you. <laughs> Verse 7. Then they would put their trust in God. This is what happens if we take our turn. They would put their trust in God. Mm, that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? And would not forget his deeds. I'm telling you they wouldn't. They'd pour semen on them. And, but would keep. His commands. I want you to go to Psalm 40. Go back with me just a little bit to Psalm 40. You say, well, what do I tell them? How do I tell them? Take them to Psalm 40. Write your name on Psalm 40 and read your life to them. Go to Psalm 40. This is me. This is you, Dad. Just put your name on Psalm 40 because this is us. Take your kids here and just say, hey, I want, you to show, I want you to show you your dad. Here's your dad right here. Psalm 40. I waited patiently for the Lord. 
And he turned to me, and he heard my cry. Yeah, that's us dads. We're scared too, man. And he lifted me out of the slippery pit. I was lost, but now I'm found, baby. Out of the mud and the mire. And he set my feet on a rock. Outside that rock is called Jesus. And he gave me a firm place to stand. And he put a new song, a song of salvation, in my mouth. A hymn of praise to our God. And many, many will see. Our children will see it in fear. And our children will do what? They will put their trust in the Lord. Man. Dad, it's okay to tell them when you were in the mud and the mire. You say, well, I can't tell them what I did because they'll repeat it. Nope. They'll repeat it if you don't tell them what you did. Just telling you. 18 years of student ministry, all the dads that didn't tell, their kids repeated theirs a lot. A lot of the dads that did tell, kids didn't repeat it. Don't be scared. This was your dad. This is now your dad. This is why I knew. Not because of what I, I didn't go into church and this happened to me, son. I don't want you to think that dad just walked in the church and it's just, this just happened to me. No, because your dad can't walk into McDonald's and become a French fry, and you can't walk into church and become a Christian. There's more to it than that. You should go to church, son. You should tithe. You should serve. You should get in the Word. You should pray. But I'm going to tell you something. Your dad was once blind, but now he sees. He was once lost, but now he is found. I once had no purpose, but now I have purpose. I once had no hope, but now I got hope. And this is who I am. And if anything good comes from me, it comes from Jesus. And if you like anything about me, it's not the me. It's the Jesus in me. Because there ain't nothing in me that's good, son. And there's nothing in you that's any good either. You've been gifted by the hands of God, shaped, equipped, and, 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 and given gifts and abilities, not because of me and your mama, but because of God. Because of God. And son, he's got a big plan for your life, much bigger than mom and dad could ever draw. And we're going to trust God that you're going to hear from God, and you're going to follow God. And it may not look right for us, but we're going to trust God. We're not going to be your God. We're going to be your parents. And we're going to clap for you and applaud you and cheer for you and pick you up and always be there, and that door will be open. And, son, you're going to struggle, and you're not going to always hear his voice, and it's going to be muffled out by a lot of other voices. But, son, don't ever quit. You stay on that horse. You stay upright, and you ride. And you fix your eyes on Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, he's going to do great things in your life. And when it gets tough, don't quit because he didn't quit on you when he went up Via Dolorosa. When that cross got heavy, he didn't quit. You don't quit. You don't give up. If your marriage gets tough, don't you quit. Mom and dad had a tough marriage too. We had tough times too, but you were too young to see it. You were too too little to understand it. And we didn't always let you see it because we didn't know if you could handle it. But it's going to get tough. But you don't quit. You don't run. Because your God is powerful. He's mighty. He's wonderful. He's awesome. And you're going to see him work. And that's the stuff you've got to tell your kids. And if you want to mix in an oil change and a fastball and a curveball, hallelujah. Baseball's of God. That's fine, okay? But you've got to tell him. You've got to show him and tell him what you're commanded to. And last is this. Verse 8. Mm. I don't even want to read it. I don't even like it. 
Out beside verse 8, I put America. I just wrote America. Here's what happens if we miss a turn and we don't tell. If we don't tell them, they'll be like their forefathers. We don't want them to, but this is, they'll be like their forefathers. A stubborn and rebellious generation mm, whose hearts, wow, whose hearts are not loyal to God. Man, anybody watching the news? Mm, watch this. In whose spirits were not faithful to him. <laughs> Church is just convenient now, man. Hey, if it fits, we'll go. If we don't have anything else, we'll go. It's not priority, man. We don't, we don't sacrifice squat anymore. I mean, guys, if we don't, as dads, lead, <laughs> mm. who's going to? If, if we make church and serving Jesus and, and being faithful to God and being loyal to God convenient, mm. don't get on them. When they're stubborn and they're rebellious, and they're not loyal to God, and they're not in church. Man, you got to sacrifice for the one who sacrificed. And then it's not a sacrifice. Amen? You, you sacrifice for the one who sacrificed and then it's not a sacrifice. Jesus would never today tell you that it was a sacrifice to do what he did for you. <laughs> no way. That wouldn't, you have a conversation with Jesus and you say, man, I can't believe you sacrificed what you did for me. I didn't sacrifice for you. I didn't sacrifice for you. I didn't. I love you. I love you. And sometimes we got to make some hard calls as the man of the house and as a dad. And we may not even want to come, but we know we should come, and we come. Now, I'm not saying that church is a fix-all. You just walk in here, whoo, we're a happy family, let's go. That ain't going to happen, okay? You'll fight as much on the way to church and leaving church as you did any other place. Okay, I'm just telling y'all right now, y'all like, y'all do that too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We ain't always singing hymns in the back seat. Kumbaya and all that. No, nah, that ain't what you're singing when you leave church. Okay? He made me do it. I don't have to do it. I don't want to eat there. I don't want to. We always eat there. You love him more. That's why we eat in there. Y'all always favored him. That's why y'all got to love him. No. Nah. All right? That's it. Now we're going home eating crackers and peanut butter. We don't have any crackers. We're fine then. We'll just eat peanut butter. All right? I mean, that, it's not a fix-all, but I'm telling you, you got to have this place. you got to have church. Now, I know some things come up, but I'm telling you, folks, we as dads got to lead. we got to lead, man. we got to lead. we got to lead because, I mean, it is a vapor, and it's gone. It's just gone. I mean, it is gone so fast, boy, just fast. I don't want to look 
at 9 through 72. Oh, my goodness. It's a whooping. <laughs> it's a tool shed moment. I'm just telling y'all right now. So y'all need to go tonight and just say, I'm going to make some sweet tea and get your favorite snack and curl up in your favorite chair and then read that. Because you're going to need some sugar cookies and some, some good stuff to help you. Get some ice cream, whatever. It's Father's Day. You know, break the diet. But, but man, but 9 through 72 is just a whooping. God just says, okay, here's the deal. You griped all the way through the wilderness. You said, what are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? Open up heaven. Send down food. You say, oh, thank you, Jesus. A week later, you don't care about me. Don't care. You say, oh, we got to this big old sea. Now we're going to drown. You brought us out here to kill us. What I do? I made walls out of an ocean, and you walked through on dry land. And then you turned around, and I drowned at everybody that chased you. And all of you say, oh, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Three days later, you don't even care about me. Don't even care. And he just constantly goes over and over. Here's what I did for you. I did, you prayed, I gave you. I led you by cloud by night, lightning by night. I mean, a cloud by day, lightning by night, or fire by night. I did this, did this, did this, did this, did this. What'd you do? Nothing. You changed for a little bit, then you went right back to your old ways again. Not acknowledging me, not changing anything. Then you grab, grab, grab out, sorry, God, you got, and then I send down manna from heaven, feed you, feed you, feed you. You're so full, you couldn't even move. Couldn't even move. And then you get up, walk it all off, griping and belly aching to each other about how sorry you got life and how much your God doesn't care and even though you're out here. And he just constantly just goes over and over again. He just pushes play, their life comes up, then he pushes play off and says, you couldn't take it from there? You couldn't take it from there. I did that, and then you forgot about me. And that's what he does for us. You see people today, you see families today, God does so much in their life, and it's like they forget. And then all of a sudden, other things just become more important. And then all of a sudden, they have a crisis. Ooh, got to go back to church. And God takes care of it. Ooh, life's good. Crisis. Ooh, got to go to church. Call the preacher. Preacher, pray for us. I'll pray for you, but you need to be in worship. I can't. Got this, got this, got this, got this. Okay. I'm not making light of it. I'm just telling you, that's America Church today. Come on Sunday, rub God's tummy. Ooh, it's my list. It's my list. Uh, you did okay last week. Three for four. It's not bad, God. That, we got to stop. We got to stop. And we got to worship him. And we, we got to tell our children the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord. We got to show him their power. We got to show him our hurts and our struggles as dads. And we got to show how God got us through it. And we got to be able to talk about that stuff because they're going to walk in the same steps we walked in. And they're not going to talk about their hurts or fears and, and all the things in their life if we don't talk about ours because they think we're superhuman and above all that and they can't connect with us. And they need to connect with us, man, because God put us there to connect with our children so that they will connect with their children, and so forth. It's your turn. It's my turn. And we can't skip it, and we can't let someone else do it. And I know there's a bunch of folks walking around just like me that were saved by some coaches that invested their life into me. I, I, I promise you, my defensive coordinator, I held his kids as much as his wife did. I mean, I constantly had those little diaper babies in my arms. All right? As a 16, 17-year-old kid, I was just hanging out with babies. All right? That's crazy. All right? But, I, I mean, I was over it all the time, and he invested in me. 
And I watched praiseworthy deeds that he talked about. Okay? But we got to do it. We got to do it. I want you to join me for a time of uh, invitation. I'm going to ask Paxton and them to come on up. But invitation is pretty simple. Father's Day message, I know, kind of heavy. But, but guys, listen to me. It's your turn. It's your turn. And, and I don't, I'm not trying to put a guilt trip on you. That is not my deal here. Okay? And you may be sitting there going, that's it. I'm never coming again. I've told you. Come on Father's Day, beat you up. Come on Mother's Day, they praise her. All right? That's not, that's not what I meant to do, okay? If you receive that, I'm sorry. That's not what I'm doing, okay? But I'm telling you, man, too many dads are saying, go ask your mom. And you can't hear. You can't. I'm sorry, but you can't. And we got some super single moms, and I'm telling you, they're the heroes in America. And my hats are off to you. But I'm talking to dads here. This is not a go ask your mom moment here. It's just not. And see, if you're scared and don't know what to say, that's exactly where he wants you. Because he says, I'll do it through you. You just stay scared. I'll talk. I made your mouth, and watch this. I'm about to work it. All right? And when you get done, you're going to go, wow, that was really good. I didn't know I could say all that. Well, you didn't, dude, so puff yourself back down, and that's not you, okay? Right? That's not you, okay? But we got to do it. We got to do it. And so during this invitation time, ladies, y'all can check back in if you want to. But during this invitation time, Dad, simple question is this. Are you doing it? Do your kids know when you got saved? Do they? Hey, when, when did your dad get saved? Oh, he was 10 years old. Really? He told you? Mm-hmm. I don't even know when my dad got saved. Remember, dude, as your pastor, I'll sit with your kids when you can no longer talk. Mm. We're going to want to know that. Amen? When I ask them, I want them to be able to tell me because I'm going to stand above you. Do you kids know when you got saved? Do you kids know when God absolutely took your life and said, dude, you've been driving long enough. You get in this seat, you put your seatbelt on, and you stay there. I am driving your life now. I am your Lord, and you will bow daily and surrender to me. And whatever I say, you say yes to. I was a sophomore in college when he did that to me. Saved at 10, and sophomore in college when he said, dude, that's long enough. <laughs> you're messing this thing up bad. Okay? You think you're good, and you think you're smart, and you think you're everything, but you're not nothing. So you get in that seat, and I'm getting in this one, and there's no other discussion about this anymore. Yes, sir. And I needed that. I needed that. Your kids got to know that, man. And that's what I want you to think about during this invitation time. And if they don't know it, today, on Father's Day, may it be the day they know it. I mean know it. Know it. And I know that I'm putting you on the spot because your kids are listening to me too, but I'm sorry. I love you to death, and you got to have that talk. you got to. It's your turn. No one else is going to tell it. 
No one else is going to tell you. Maybe you just need to, right where you are, maybe you need to come to the altar. Maybe you need to go to your kids, even in the invitation time. I don't know what you need to do, but guys, I'm going to say this. You say yes to God. You say yes to him, please. Yes to him. Let's lead us in a word of prayer. Father, during this invitation time, God, message is simple. The word of God is very, very simple. Those words in there, we didn't have to go to Southwestern Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas to figure out. God, we know we've got to talk about the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord to our children. We've got to show them the power of God in our life. We've got to talk about the wonders of the Lord. It's our turn. So they grow up one day and they trust God. They walk faithfully with you. They're loyal to God. They're not stubborn. They're not rebellious. They're faithful to Him. God, I pray you'd raise up dads in this room to be those kind of dads. Oh, they can teach all that other stuff too. That's awesome. But all that other stuff's not commanded. This is commanded. And this is what you're going to ask us about when we stand before you. Hey, those kids I gave you, did you tell them this? This is what we're commanded to tell them. And we can't skip a turn anymore in America. We can't skip anymore. We can't skip anymore. So God, speak today. Move today. Make us uncomfortable. That's okay. That's, 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 that's all right if we're uncomfortable. But God, you raise us up to be the men that you want us to be. And then this invitation time, Father, it's your invitation. You, it's your invite to us to respond to what you've said. Father, I pray you move us. Move dads today. Move us. It's hard to move us sometimes. We can be stubborn. But I pray, Father, you move us today. Move us today. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you to stay.